0: seasonal and local supply of flowers and foliage this show is brought to you by slowflowers.com the free online directory to more than 880 florists shops and studios who design with local seasonal and sustainable flowers and to the farms that grow those blooms it's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers and thank you to our lead sponsor for 2021, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S. supporting more than 20 U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $9 million of U.S. grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgirlflowers.com. This week, we welcome three new sponsors who are joining us for 2022. First, let's welcome and thank Details Flowers Software, a platform specifically designed to help florists and designers do more and earn more. With an elegant and easy to use system, Details is here to improve profitability, productivity, and organization for floral businesses of all shapes and sizes. Grow your bottom line through professional proposals and confident pricing with details all-in-one platform. All friends of the Slow Flowers podcast will receive a seven-day free trial of Details Flowers software. Learn more at detailsflowers.com. I'll welcome the other two new sponsors at the close of today's episode. Well, December's series of holiday-themed episodes concludes with a celebration of botanical couture by Fleur de Vil. Listeners of the Slow Flowers podcast met Karen Marshall and Tina Barkley, creators of Fleur de Vil, when they brought the first collection of floral-dressed mannequins to the 2020 Northwest Flower and Garden Festival. This month, they partnered with Pacific Place and sponsored the Four Seasons Hotel, both venues in downtown Seattle, to produce Fleur de Ville Noel. The exhibition ran from December 17th through 27th. And as with the Flower Show, this time around, there was a lot of talent contributed by Slow Flowers member designers. Last week, you met Seattle florist Melissa Mercado-Denke of Campanula Design Studio, whose floral installation centered around the giant love signage at Pacific Place. Today, you will meet Carly Donnelly of the Rusted Vase Company, a Seattle wedding and event designer and past guest of the Slow Flowers podcast. When Carly mentioned that her Fleur de Ville botanical gown would be on display at the Four Seasons Hotel, I invited myself for a visit and we recorded a short video tour of her beautiful and elegant winter-inspired look. It was the first thing guests of the Four Seasons saw upon their arrival. We also recorded a conversation in which Carly discussed her foam-free design process and shared a surprise update about her upcoming studio branding change for 2022. Be sure to visit DeborahPrinzing.com for today's episode 538, where you can see the video tour and watch my recorded interview with Carly. At the conclusion, I added a video peek of all of the Fleur de creations from Seattle area Slow Flowers members. And as a bonus, I'll share a 60 second video from the Seattle Wholesale Growers Markets Farm to Florist educational series featuring Carly Donnelly as she designs with dahlias at Dan's Dahlias Farm. It will give you a good sense of her aesthetic and her floral personality. Okay, let's get started and meet Carly and learn about her Fleur de Ville design. So I'm here with Carly Donnelly of the Rusted Vase Co. Hi, Carly. Hi. <laughs> we we're in the office room. <laughs> we're in the business center of the Four Seasons in downtown Seattle where they, we were snuck in and we're allowed to take our masks off, uh, which is good because we want to be safe and we're both vaccinated, so yes. we're safe. But Carly is participating as a designer in the um, Floridaville Noel, the first time it's been in downtown Seattle, and there's a whole exhibition at Pacific Place, which I'm going to try to get video of, but uh, we ran into each other at the market last we week, did. <laughs> and you said uh, that you were designing a sort of a satellite exhibition here at the Four Seasons, which is right across the street from Ple- Pike Place Market. Yes. I can't think of a better place to be. No, it's great.
1: Lots of foot traffic and visibility.
0: So first of all, uh, you have not been a guest on the podcast for many years. Uh, we, will, we will share that episode <laughs> of Carly's, um, I guess we did like a, a debut when you opened your, your retail space, yeah, right? It
1: was probably two Years, three years ago. It
0: was it was at least three years <laughs> yeah. ago. It was in the university district. He yes. had a cute shop. We talked a lot about just going from a studio florist to quasi retail. But right. give us a snapshot now of what has happened with the rest of Days Cove.
1: Yeah, so really at this point in time, I I had opened the shop kind of thinking I wanted to do retail. And then when I got so busy busy with weddings, it just didn't make sense to have a space that I had to staff. And then we were going away for weddings or being out of town. Um, and I loved that space. I used it for a few years and had wedding planners rent the front offices for me for consultations. And, and he- I was
0: thinking, too, like it was on what you would call a walkable street. Yes. But, and there was some good street parking. But right. then you're chained to the retail hours and you couldn't right. do that.
1: Right. Yes. And I quickly realized I didn't want to do retail. And uh, I mostly well. just loved weddings and events. So now I just do weddings and events. Um, and I have a little studio space in Eastlake. Um, it's right on a marina, and it's on the water. And
0: oh, great. I love it. So <laughs> Seattle. It's like you're sleepless in Seattle location. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, do clients come there for consultations? Yeah. I mean, with COVID, I haven't had very many in-person meetings. Yeah. I feel like we all kind of switched to Zoom or Google Meets or whatever. Um, I've started to have more people come in and do consults. Uh, i The building was actually sinking. Funny story. So they just lifted the building a whole foot. And redid my floors, and so wow. I kind of got a revamp in the space, so now I'm going to have people come in because it's a little bit nicer. Wow, what a
0: responsible landlord that yeah, is. Right? Wow. <laughs> um, I'm only saying that because she was talking about a previous space where I uh-huh. wasn't such a cool landlord, but I mean, that's that's just the world of real estate. You got right. lucky this time. Yes,
1: we did. So, are you able to do production in that space? Yeah. So, um, I have three workbenches and storage. It's small, but it works. And um, a few times this summer, I rented the cooler from the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, just when I had really large weekends. But I'm actually building a cool box. Cooler um, in the next couple of months, so now I won't need to. I am okay. so happy you said that. Coolbot yes has just joined Slow Flowers podcast oh. as a sponsor. Oh, amazing!
0: So shout out to Coolbot. That yeah. was not planted. That <laughs> no, was just natural. Not. Are you doing the turnkey, or are you doing the? Actually, we have a carpenter in your family, so you right. probably can follow the instructions. Yes,
1: yeah. And when I had my first space, we had built a Coolbot um, cooler in there, so I kind of have an idea of what to do. But yeah, we'll get the panels. And my dad will help, and my nice husband. And I'll make sure it won't fall over, <laughs> or be crooked. And yeah, it'll be great. And it'll be through a window wow. is where the AC unit will okay. be, which
0: will be nice. Okay, so you're having to give up a little bit of floor space yes, to do it.
1: But, um but that way I have way more space for flowers. And um, yeah. I had a like fridge before, but those kick off so much heat. That then it's like the AC unit was fighting the fridge, oh, and wow. so I ended up just getting two AC units last summer uh-huh. and keeping it really cool. So just now, just air conditioning the whole environment, right? Yeah, yeah. And now I don't have to worry about that. Oh, that's, that's cool. Great. That's
0: really cool. So let's talk about uh Have you you've done styled shoots before, right? Sure. Would you yeah. try to treat this like that, or what? What so. possessed <laughs> you to say yes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know what to is saying. <laughs> you say no, yes, I know, you, I know, you are always game for anything. Um it's been a really fun like challenge to, you know, think about the mechanics of that of the mannequin and how to like make a dress and like what the bodice is going to look like. Um and I'm kind of a mechanics nerd, so it was fun for me to do that. Um and it's great to like get to play sometimes and yeah. just do something different and obviously they give uh, all the floors to siphon. Um, so, these like, supplies and whatnot are covered, um, which is yeah. great because it, a lot of the time with style shoots, people want you to do it for free, yeah. which isn't really that beneficial for us. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I really respect the Floridaville uh, management because, yeah. um, and I've, we've had Tina and Karen on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago, they do value um, uh, supporting florists and not asking for free. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, I like that. This design we're going to show. We're going to edit it into this podcast so people can see it. I just took a little video, and you're going to give me some photos. Yes, it is. uh, I would call it like winter wonderland. Mm -hmm. Like it's a total sparkly snowy palette. But, But what do
1: you what do what do you call it? Yeah. At first, when I like kind of tried to come up with a theme, I toned it back a little bit. Um, just being at the Four Seasons, I wanted to kind of make it a little bit more not glam, but you yeah, know, yeah. less rustic, yeah. sort of. Um, my original idea was Alice in Winterland, so I was going to do like logs with mushrooms and like really woodsy. Oh wow! Um, Save that for something else because that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think she's just kind of like a winter forest queen. It's, like lots of like cool yeah. green tones and moss and. A little bit of color, but not a lot. Actually, you would uh, you could see that on Game of Thrones,
0: right? Yeah, some <laughs> princes, some snowy princes. Yeah. Some. So your palette was really interesting because there are some rules about mm-hmm. um, percentage of foliage or percentage yeah. of dried or something, right?
1: Yeah, They, I mean, they really encourage us to use as much fresh as possible, which... We all know for 10 days, is to, for something that lasts for 10 days, it was really tricky. Yeah. Um, so I kind of blended in fresh and dried and things like baby's breath and status that I knew would just kind of dry over time. Um, but, but not lose their right. their shape or their color. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And the colors that I brought in, it kind of just made me think of like that transition from winter to spring. And things yeah. are just like popping up in the ground like crocus and things like that. You know, those wintry flowers. So. That's kind of where I got it. That's
0: a good point. So the bodice
1: is—is is it lamzier?
0: Silver tree. Oh, silver tree <laughs> foliage. Okay, that which is even better than lamb's ear because it's—it's probably more glueable. Or yeah,
1: I just used double-sided sticky tape over the whole bodice. Wow. And then just kind of layered it, um, and then did some like dried. I have like dried larkspur and some dried hydrangea that I kind of attached as like beading of oh, the dress. But, oh, yeah, you'll
0: see. Wow. And then, because uh, you just get it basically a smooth, white mannequin with no mm-hmm. features, right? Right, yeah. yeah.
1: And the the rules are that you, they want you to cover it so it doesn't get damaged. So what they suggest is saran wrap. So you kind of saran wrap the frame or like, you know, the whole body first and then attach your mechanics oh. to it. Oh, okay. So it doesn't get chipped. and. Oh, yeah. There.
0: I was thinking, how do you pull double-sided... Sticky tape leaves off of that mannequin, but you use this, the, the the wrap. Underneath. Yep.
1: So that first, and then I put sticky tape over the whole thing. So when I'm done, I'll just probably cut this wrap off.
0: <laughs> oh, to cut it in the back so you can <laughs> save the bodice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then this very fitted bodice, which is mm-hmm. it's a really cool textile you've created. That kind of almost like sequin vibe. Yeah. But flat sequin. For sure. Um, goes into this wild skirt, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of ingredients in that, and I'm, yes. I don't want to say it from memory, so tell me what you have in there.
1: Yeah, so I have um, baby's breath status, a little bit of misty, um, with Marchia and some other palms, to think, oh, and then some bleached uh, ruscus, I think that's the chest And then, of it.
0: And then the, the, the palms are both green and bleached.
1: Um they're dry. Oh, so they're just like have okay. dried over, over time. Oh. Um, and then the Livingstonia. When is that? So there's there's the Bismarck you have like big palms and then Livingstonia are the ones that a lot of the time come rounded. People like cut the oh. edges off of
0: them. Oh boy, I don't know, my my uh, species of, yeah. of palms. Wow, <laughs> impressive.
1: But um, those, those so there's two different kinds. And yeah, some of them I've had for a while, so that's where they're like that gray and green, so they've already kind of dried and curled up. And then some are more fresh so they're a little bit more of that like euglyous color.
0: It's actually more interesting to have the two colors. Yeah, I thought because so. you're creating this depth where people can then go, Oh, it's an, it's 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 a palm and then there's some lighter color behind it. I thought it yeah. was brilliant. Thanks.
1: So how long did you spend to create the, the garment? It was a few days of getting like kind of just like wrapping my head around what exactly I was going to do and then getting the mechanics set up. Mm-hmm. Um at the studio, I had my team come in and help with like, you know, doing the, the layering of the silver tree yeah. and that type of thing. And then on site, when we were here, we got here really early in the morning and it took us a few hours. To, um, but yeah, we pre-did the bodice and carefully transported that. We pulled the mannequin apart. <laughs> yeah, because how big is your
0: van? Otherwise, it was a stand-up mannequin. Know,
1: exactly, and uh, because of Christmas and everything going on, there are no vans available right now i think because amazon and whomever else is renting them so yeah we used my suv and my husband's truck
0: (laughs) i love it it takes a village um well i wanted to talk about some of the unique uh, mechanics you did because you um i know in the past i've seen that some people do use foam to make Mm -hmm. these floral garments but you were trying not to right right
1: which is you know not using foam when you can lean heavily on foam is always the challenge because it does work, but I well, try not to use it. Also, with
0: with a ten day run, right. it's sort of hard not to, to skip that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what else do you do? Yeah, for sure. So um, you'll see photos of it, but the like kind of skirt is basically upside down tomato cages to create the you know, they go this way, and then- So you mean you just you just put them on the ground
0: underneath, mm-hmm. around the base of the mannequin?
1: Yeah, so oh. the circle is on the bottom, mm-hmm. which would traditionally be on top right. of your tomatoes, and then we wrapped that in a few layers of chicken wire, and then zip-tied like dollar store plastic cups onto the frame. So onto the upright- Yep, onto like the broth. cross beams, yeah. yeah, and zip-tied it a few times, and then those act as the water source. Um, I think, I mean, it's working well. Um, it's you know, it's a weird shape to, like, make sure all of the stems and everything are in the water sources. Yeah. You know? So well,
0: you have this, um, I like the asymmetry to it. It's not like a a princess ball gown where it's right. all exactly, you know, a circle around her body. For sure. You're kind of giving it a emphasis on one side. So. Yeah,
1: and that's what I was really, I didn't want it to look ball gown So I think, like, the palms really helped with that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're great for covering mechanics because they're... <laughs> Really big.
0: <laughs> well, um, you're going to share a few photos
1: of, of how this looks, but
0: when you have to... Oh, okay. What is in the what is in the water source? Is it mainly the roses?
1: Yeah. Um, roses, tulips, there's some delphinium, um, trying to think what else, some carnations, a little bit of r- a few ranunculus. Um, this time of year is hard because yeah. nothing was local, which, you know, I try to always like use local seasonal flowers. Um, but yeah, there's my like, golden mustard roses and large square opening. I think I said that. And so that vibe of you saying kind of
0: just barely emerging into spring from mm-hmm. winter—that's why it's so so soft in the pastel palette mm-hmm. of the la- pale lavenders, pale pale blues, right. pale pelvics. Yeah. Um, and the mustard uh, roses—I didn't I didn't remember seeing those. So that adds a little yeah little shimmer. And
1: I think trying to stick with like the Noel thing too. Um, I knew immediately I wasn't going to do red and green. I just couldn't wrap my head around how I would make that fit my kind of style. Yeah. Um and I think you know, I love love Christmas. That's part of the reason I said yes. But I went more like wintery versus yeah. like Christmasy. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then your mannequin is holding a
1: bouquet. She has, which, yeah, <laughs> which is another <laughs> challenge, right? <Totally. laughs> um yeah, so it we did one of like the cups right below her hand to make it look like she was holding a bouquet. Oh. Oh. Um, so there's a water source, um, yeah, I funny story, uh, kind of not funny. Um, when we broke up into teams <laughs> to do the mannequin, I think some flowers were missed getting into that water source the first day, because they're tricky once you cover all the mechanics of baby's breath and the status. How do so, you peek yeah, in there to see? Right. Yeah. so a few stems didn't make it into the water on the first day, so that's part of the reason we have to come and refresh it, you yeah. know, every couple days to yeah. make sure we're pulling out things that have died. Um, and being in a busy breezeway is tricky. It's you know? the
0: entrance to the hotel with about right. two square feet to work in, so, yeah. you know, what do you do? Totally, and,
1: like, the door's been, you know, kind of <laughs> hitting it, and the wind, and people are touching it, and bags, and I'm just waiting for it to knock on wood, fall over, but I hope it doesn't yeah we've but, got a sandbag stand. oh you
0: do yeah. oh my gosh and you've made <laughs> friends with all the doormen so they love you <laughs> yeah,
1: I know I'm like, I owe them cookies or something from here every day like hi So, from
0: well from a marketing point of view there's a ballot where people can um, you know buy voting for their favorite mm-hmm. uh, entry it's not just mannequins I know there's other installations yeah. um, they're getting to know a little bit about you and your name but on the other hand
1: right
0: a lot of tourists are staying here so oh, sure. you know What's your marketing play?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there's like, it's more, I don't really think of this as much of like a marketing, like for me anyway, Um, I think it's more just like for fun. And I do know I've made some good connections, especially here at Four Seasons. Um, I feel like that's probably going to be your best connection, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I mean, it's great visibility amongst the community. And I, I feel like it is one of those opportunities like a style shoot where you just get to show your level of like creative creativity mm-hmm. outside of like a paid job, yeah. where you know you're kind of limited sometimes. It's so. right. You
0: had you had some constraints, but they were all ones that you pushed as far as you could go, right? And um, <laughs> yeah. you know, made made your own, put your own spin on it. Yeah. Um, you made the comment about you know the red and green and not really mm-hmm. wanting to go that direction because you wanted to show the rusted base mm-hmm. aesthetic, right? So. With the word "rusted," mm-hmm. that is kind of a not exactly a word you'd see in a Four Seasons, right?
1: Totally. So how do you
0: how do you blend all that and just describe what you, your aesthetic is?
1: Yeah, um, it's funny. I was actually talking to one of the doormen about that earlier. That like typically, I'm not really like a hotel ballroom style. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more wild, and I use lots of texture. Um, nothing's really that controlled, and um, yeah, I think. I don't know if I should announce this or not, but I am changing my business name next year. I'm launching a new name. Um, when? In January? And Yeah, end of January, early February. Well, you can announce I, it here. We'll make a, <laughs> we'll make a big splash. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think bringing up the rusted thing, you know, um, I chose that name because of a connection I had with my grandma when I first started playing around with flowers. She was in the antiques, and I used this, like, rusty kind of old base. In her antique collection, I still have it. A sweet. Mm-hmm. And then, um, as my styles developed a little bit more, and I see my brand, I don't always associate with like rustic, like barns and that type of thing. It's more like outdoorsy and wild mm-hmm. and whimsy, mm-hmm. um, and a little bit more modern. It's
0: not a vintage look. Exactly. Yeah, that's a
1: good point. So I've been playing with the idea of changing my name for like years now because I'm like I don't think this matches my identity, and I actually did a poll on Instagram last year, and it was like 94% of people said it didn't match my, like, style. It's good had, that you asked for feedback. Yeah, and, and a lot of people, I think, then felt bad, they're like, no, but I like it, Alan. Oh, and I got so many messages, <laughs> but it's so sweet, and I love this story. But, um, yeah, so I tried to find a name that, one, wasn't used, right? two, had any meaning to me whatsoever. Um, I do a lot of color. That's kind of, like, my signature thing, I think. So, yeah, you're not a blush uh, wedding designer. Right. Yeah. And so finding something that also, like, had a connection to the word to color in any way, shape, or form, like tinge or hue or something mm-hmm. that wasn't taken. Yeah. So I've settled on goldenrod. Um, So it will be goldenrod, goldenrod floral. Um, which, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, like, a color, obviously. Yes. And, it's and a flower. flower yep. Yeah. Right? Um, and I think it just came to me one day and I immediately did like a Google search, like, are there any companies? And I couldn't find any. Wow. Um, and I think I'm doing like some soft, a soft launch with some like cute, like apparel and things. And that to me felt like a brand that I could put on t-shirts and things like that. Oh, so so you're going to do some um, merchandise mm -hmm. around this. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So it's like kind of, it's hard to like let go of the, the rusted base part of me because it's like how I started my business, but I'm happy with Golden Run. I think when I launch, it'll all make sense to everybody.
0: The Rusted Vase is at least five years old,
1: right? Or is it longer? Yeah, 2016. Okay. Or 15. Seven years old. Wow. Yeah. I think the first wedding I did, I started like playing with flowers or working for other people in 2015. I think my first solo wedding was 2016.
0: Okay, I'm going ch- to issue a challenge to Carly, and that is, because it's all about what I need, and that is, I would love you to do a Goldenrod American Flowers Week garment. Oh,
1: yes, done.
0: I mean, Absolutely. I can just see that, and no yeah. one's used that botanical before, so yeah.
1: I would think about to, it. And I love
0: yeah. yellow, so. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be awesome, and I think that the mm-hmm. thing about that stem, I mean, I have some in my garden. It is kind of late summer, so you yeah. might have to shoot it this summer for, or it's 2022 for, for the 2023 campaign. But sure. it gets this like, uh, it looks great when it's green. It looks great mm-hmm. when it's dried. It's like a long lasting
1: Absolutely, vibe. Yeah, it changes. Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Well, before we go, I have to yeah. just give you a little <laughs> shout out for being part of the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market Farm to Florist video yes, series. so
1: fun. I loved it. Thank, Thank you, you so much for saying yes to that. Yeah, it was great. I think, I mean, last year was so hard, you know? And that was definitely a highlight. And you know how much I like Dahlia, so getting out to the field was amazing. Oh, my
0: gosh. So we'll share that video. Elena Earhart is the videographer. She did a fabulous job filming both at Dance Dahlia's, which is just sort of southwest of Olympia. It's probably about two hours outside of Seattle, fields and fields of dahlias, mm-hmm. and Carly did this, talk about color, that was a pretty, <laughs> yeah. like, raspberry vibe with a lot of accents, uh, scent compote, but it was probably the worst air quality day oh, of 2021. Yeah.
1: It was, it was so smoky, I forgot about From that.
0: the fires. Yeah. I think I wore two masks just to, I mean, forget COVID, we were just trying to protect our lungs right. from the smoke.
1: Totally, Yeah. So
0: Whatever. Yeah. The things we go through <laughs> for beauty anyway. It was it's really fun and I for people who haven't seen it I'll I'll tag it onto this yeah, so they please. can watch. It's great.
1: And yeah. all of the other floors I I mean, I like anxiously waited every month for it to be posted and I loved watching everybody. So.
0: There's one there's two more coming out. Okay. Because of COVID we had yeah. to postpone uh, like the tulip daffodil video okay. and the anemone an Ranunculus. So that that's makes coming sense. up.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. I was like, I think I missed
0: some. But uh well, thank you for sharing this. Thank it was know. kind of the most wacky <laughs> like last minute spontaneous <laughs> yeah. thing and Carly said yes. And uh, Love it. it's great to update people and to have some news. Um, yeah. So you heard yeah. it here first. I know you did. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Anyone that's going to be upset that I didn't
0: tell them <laughs> well let's see that's you know we'll we'll slowly promote it we will yeah we will support you when that yeah. happens and um yes. have a great holiday you too Thanks. thank you it was fun <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today. As I mentioned, you can watch the full replay video of today's show for episode 538 at deborahprinzing.com. There I'll also include more photos of Carly's design work and share her social places, as well as a link to my March 2018 interview with Carly from episode 342. Before we wrap up, I want to Continue those sponsor thank yous. Our second new sponsor is to Store It Cold, creators of the revolutionary CoolBot, which you just heard Carly mention as a new addition to her studio. Save thousands when you build your own walk-in cooler with the CoolBot and an air conditioner. If you don't have time to build your own, CoolBot also has a turnkey unit available. Learn more at StoreItCold.com. Well, there's just two more days to take advantage of the early bird pricing for your ticket to the Slow Flowers Summit. It's our fifth gathering taking place June 26th through 28th, 2022. You can find all the details at slowflowerssummit.com. And if you act now and register before the end of the week, before December 31st, you'll receive the lowest price ever, $749. Registration to the three-day event includes breakfasts, lunches, refreshments, and an opening day welcome cocktail party reception. We'd love you to join us. You can add the exclusive farm-to-table culinary experience of dinner at Blue Hill Restaurant to your summit registration for an additional savings. You can find all the details at slowflowerssummit.com, and of course, we'll share the links in today's show notes. And finally, let's welcome and thank Cal Flowers, the leading floral trade association in California, providing valuable transportation and other benefits to flower growers and the entire floral supply chain in both California and 48 other states. The association is a leader in bringing fresh cut flowers to the U.S. market and in promoting the benefits of flowers to new generations of American consumers. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor downloaded more than 799,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show and our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at slowflowerssociety.com and consider making a donation to sustain Slow Flower's ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at Prinzing.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers Show and podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more Slow Flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or any other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. You can learn more about Andrew's work at soundbodymovement.com.